good luck in your fantasy playoffs and fuck the fantasy footballers. <laughs>
And then if there was anything in uh, regular season two that you guys would change. Um, that's it. Thank you guys for content. Um, good luck in your fantasy playoffs. And fuck the fantasy footballers. Oh, and by the way, Doc, moving to replace the Titan is, uh, excuse the pun, asinine. So, just a reminder to everybody out there, don't touch anybody's Titans without consent. Um, I think that's just a good PSA in general. Okay. Wow. So, there's a lot to unpack. There's, there's a lot to unpack, unpack There's a lot to unpack there. First, um, we should talk, just quickly, I think, just rephrase his question. So I think his, his question, it was strangely phrased. I think, like, it's what regret do you have and what change would you make from your original draft picks? Yes. Ah. Okay, so one yeah. one pick change? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So okay. should we quickly go around and do that? I mean, I know what yeah. mine is. Okay, uh, Doc, can you enlighten us? Kenny Galladay. Who? The mystery man. Kenny Galladay. That man has played like four games this year. I picked him in the third round. He's an amazing player. He just hasn't played this year. The Carmen San Diego of fantasy football. Where on earth but, is Kenny? But Galladay? but then that, th these are injury issues. Are we going to include injury issues? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I mean, why not? Okay. okay. Um, yeah, Kenny. I think he doesn't want to play in, in Detroit anymore. And I honestly, I don't blame him. Um, it's just really inconvenient for me because I'm his owner this year. But that kid can play well. You know, I hope he goes to a better team and and has you know a better career from here on out. But. He really tried to sink my team the best he could. And Golladay, so he said, I think Baby Wilson said, who would you, who could you have picked around the same point? Uh, so what round was Golladay? Fourth round? Third round. Third yeah. round. So I could have, literally anyone in the third round would have been better, I think. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, it, you know, it's just, it was a bad pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, me personally, I think it's clear Mixon. Mixon's been a complete bust. Yep. I thought he was going to kill it this year. Um, he had one huge game of like 39 points, I think week two or three. Um, but since then, he's, yeah, obviously, he's got hurt too, right? obviously the injury, but it's the same as Goddard. I just don't think he wants to play. Yeah. Cause he came back in the same game that he got injured. Then they didn't put him in him on IR. Then they did. And he's eligible to come back, but not coming back again. The Bengals season is done and dusted without Burrow. So there's no reason for him to come back. I could have got, um, I could have got Aaron Jones. I could have got countless. Yeah, there's countless. Tyree Kill. Tyree Kill. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Devontae Adams. Yeah, I could have had a lot of them. Fair enough, John. Uh, I'll go Miles Sanders. Really? Well, not I, I not a horrible a... pick. Yeah. yeah. But um, I would have obviously I, I could say Wentz, but this will kind of answer why I didn't say Wentz. It's because I would have probably picked Deshaun Watson instead of Miles Sanders. Um, and then I wouldn't have been picked once in the All, fifth round. Also, that doubly hurts the Wilson brothers because they're Eagles they're fans. They're Eagles fans, so. and hey, mm, yeah. cry Eagles cry. G-Man <laughs> all day. Yeah, um, that's not a good team. Huh? But yeah, Miles Sanders, I mean, he hasn't been bad, but it's, I, I think a they quarterback. They used him. Yeah, quarter, he's had some good games, but a, a quarterback early like would have been a much better idea. I think. Fair enough, but go on. Uh, my draft draft regrets. Uh, I'm gonna go with a couple. They're middle of the draft regrets because I drafted both Devin Singletary and Kyrion Johnson to round out my running back core. Yeah. Both of which really didn't pan out, thanks to a couple rookies in both Swift and Moss. You know, I was able to get Moss eventually, but the two of them just kind of sat on my bench towards the end of the year. Yeah. And 
I think the reason why I picked those two guys was because, you know, with our draft, it was very running back heavy. We saw a lot of running backs kind of fly off the board. And with my early picks, you know, after I got, it was, it was, who was it? It was Dalvin Cook, and then I had Mike Evans, Kyler Murray. And then I had Cup and Diggs, who I selected afterwards. So after round five, I only had one running back, where most people had about two or three. Right. And so out of desperation, it's kind of like, okay, we got to take a running back here. And one thing I remember, especially from draft night, was when I did pick Devin Singletary, a couple people just kind of like, ooh. Grimmest. Grimmest. And who was it? It was Shibby that just full on, he pointed at the TV, and he said, that's a mistake. And I thought, whoa, that's a bit that's harsh. harsh. We can get to, like, you know, Shibby later. I yeah. mean, where is he at right now? I mean, Shibby certainly knows how to make a mistake. <laughs> He's made a couple. He's made a couple. No, but that was, I was floored by that reaction. Like, well, wait a minute. Is Singletary that much of a hot pick? But it was for all the wrong reasons, so. I mean, I like that guy as a player, but they just haven't really been running it that much in Buffalo. Well, and yeah, like, if, if anyone's going to run on that team, it's Josh Allen. Like, he's the one that always leads the team and carries. And it's like, they're the two running backs are just kind of there for show. Like, they're used more as decoys, if anything. So, it's like, at the time, wasn't terrible. But if I were to pick, a like, a regret, Devin Singletary. Fair enough. And you said that was the fourth round or the fifth round? No, that was after round five. I think I picked Singletary round six, and Kerryon Johnson must have been round seven. Okay. okay. I believe. And I cut Johnson after week three. Because I was 0-3 at that point, and he was terrible, and it's like, oof, just kind of let my 7th round pick go, which was tough. Fair enough. Now, ladies and gentlemen, just before we continue, there is a peanut gallery member today oof. Uh, that we have not yet mentioned, because we got too excited by the messages. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, in the peanut gallery today is the Ginger Bowl points scored leader. It is Mr. Ian Atkins, otherwise known as Fornetication. He is here, ladies and gentlemen. Now, Ian, at, like I said, top point score. <laughs> he's a bit of a soft point. He has a <laughs> laughing emoji by his score there. That's yeah, and that's something you can be proud of, sir. Now, do you have any regrets? I mean, my, I'll admit that I don't really regret most of my draft. It's kind of held up. Even the Eckler injury, like, I drafted and kept extra, extra running backs just because wanted to make sure... As we've talked in this podcast before, I took a very conservative approach. I had, like, redundancy, like, use a big word, behind every single position on my team. And I guess the only kind of bad pick was me waiting and guessing Hayden Hurst was going to be a thing this year. But I made a trade with good old Hawk. Bad guy to get Hawkinson because I love, do love my Iowa tight ends. Do you think that was a pretty mutually beneficial yeah. trade? Because DJ no Moore has gone back into his number one role. Yep. Hawkinson's been good. Yeah, yeah I, I had no regrets about it. Yeah, Moore got COVIDed, didn't he? But yeah, now he's out. But yeah. they, again, no control. Not no one has control of the COVID yeah, situation. Yeah, to yeah. be fair. But yeah, I would say, and the other one was maybe after talking to Kareem Hunt, Kareem Hunt, not drafting him, but. The day after the draft, I was offered Kareem Hunt on trade for Teddy Bridgewater, and I took it, Ooh, and yeah. Kareem Hunt basically anchored my team down in that middle stretch as soon as I lost Eckler and kind of kept me afloat for the kind of five, six weeks. So, yeah, not any big regrets, to be honest. Yeah, I think everyone after the draft was saying that you had one of the best drafts anyway. Absolutely. So, so I, I think you did a great job uh, in September. 
And, and let's get back to this. Yeah, it was a good draft. Let's get back to this message. This yeah, yeah, burning, yeah, me, yeah, up, burning me up. Many more Shout things. There's, like, there's about three to four other things that are confusing the hell out of me. Yeah, yeah. can someone please tell me what S9 actually means? It sounds like some sort of scientific acid or something. And it's I, I straight think from the Stephen A. Smith encyclopedia, asinine. So. I don't get why it's a pun. Why was it a pun? Ass. Tight end. Anus. You get it now? Mm. Do I have to spell uh, it out anymore? When he said tight end, I kind of thought of bell end. No, I think he means oh, uh, tight end. I think he means anus. Um, yeah. 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 Mm. Okay, fair enough. Okay. It's not a good joke. I'm just trying yeah. to say like, that's what he's. <laughs> that's, that's his angle. You know, that's that's what he's going. <laughs> okay, it, this is definitely Brian. He doesn't have a brother. I've the, heard those jokes. The real from him thing before. is, is though, this baby. <laughs> yeah. He, to, to get that baby to make a noise. On it, was, it was dead silent. He must have squeezed it or something. Yeah. He must have hurt that baby. Right after and the... I don't uh, like it. Because we don't support that here at all. Well, he's Unless from, that baby is going to join Michael Thomas's fight club. He's on. He's from <laughs> Philadelphia. Hill so. School for the boys? Yeah, Ooh. then it's okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know what was going on. But to make that baby make that little noise, I think he squeezed it. I think he did something. He just... I mean, it's fine. That baby is pretty much the mascot of our show at this point. Seems like mm. so. You know, maybe in twenty years he can come on the show and uh, replace Brian. The timing was too fortuitous. Yeah, it, there it, was that, something was. Yeah, I feel like that was a background backing track. Possibly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. he just clicked on it, maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I think we swap out baby bro for big bro. I'm down for a swap next week. Swap yeah, yeah, out? yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, swap yeah. Them out there next year. Next year, swap them out. Maybe it's some weird thing where like Brian has two personalities and he pretends to be two different people whilst he's on the podcast or some weird shit like to that. To keep yeah. to keep himself like sane. Yeah. In his daily life. I mean, whoever so has to do that must be fucking nuts. So he doesn't <laughs> lose it. He's got two personalities. He's got four babies. Two of them on loan. I mean, I don't know what's going on. If For... Baby Bro Wilson is, in fact, real, then Senor Wilson should pay for return flights to Korea, get him over, star guest, one week, you're always welcome. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah. So, Baby Brother, if you're, if you're, if you're real and you're listening, come on over next Ooh, year. But who's going to look after the baby? Well, Babies aren't real. Yeah, We've gone yeah, over yeah. that. They're a figment of our imagination. There's four babies. At least three are on record. But what if they are real? Bring them over. Somebody, else, somebody else's problem. Exactly. <laughs> All right, we got a lot of news about the Ginger Bowl this week, ladies yeah, and gentlemen, because football. because mm-hmm. we did not have a show last week. Obviously, last week was a huge week for all the fancy uh, leagues out there, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, last week, we had to obviously decide who was going to make the playoffs and who would sadly fall tragically short. And ladies and gentlemen, we have that guest for you here Tonight, Bagoa, you're in the house. Yes, I and, am. And I'm afraid to say, so you did not make the playoffs. Absolutely not. No, I am the number one seed in the consolation bracket. I remember last time I was on the show, we talked about my upcoming schedule, and I said I needed to beat two out of three. My last schedule, it was Andrew, Dale, and Nico. Yes. And I said, okay, I need to win two of these three games, and I ended up losing all three of them. Wow. So- it was terrible. Because, you know, Ryan Tannehill decided, hey, I don't want to be a quarterback anymore. Yes. And Juju Smith-Schuster said, I don't feel like catching balls anymore. Right. So I went from a very promising spot in the Jinju Bowl. You know, I could sneak in as like a 5-6 seed. And now I'm here sitting with a bye week. 
So, I mean, if there's any silver lining to this, I get a very stress-free week of watching football. The silver lining is if you win this consolation bracket, you get to pick your draft spot. Absolutely. You get to pick who you want, where you want. That is, in some ways, it's equal to winning and getting money. Mm-hmm. In a couple well, of ways, like a little bit. Maybe it's not quite as good. A little bit. Not it's a consolation prize. Now, Begola, let me ask you this. If you yes. do win the bracket, who, what position would you draft from next year, sir? Oh, boy. See, I feel like drafting first overall is too much pressure. Yeah. Because, I mean, you look at what happened to the, a lot of the top picks this year. Like, CMC's gone. and Barkley's you know, gone. Barkley's gone. And so it's like, you know, what do I do in that position? But you get your player. If you pick number one, you get the person you want the most. Exactly. But and sometimes that's not good enough because injuries and shit. Yeah. Exactly. And at the top of a serpentine draft, it's like, you know, you have a lot of holes on your team. Even if I do end up with someone really, really good. Because as a former Patrick Mahomes owner, seeing him from the other side, and just kind of, it's like kind of just like pressing up against the window. <laughs> yes. And it's like, oh, what could yeah. have been? I had you last year, Mr. Mahomes, and this year I'm just watching you tear it up for another team. Yeah. And it's like, I would love to have him back on my team. So I probably, I would definitely position myself to draft Patrick Mahomes again, especially in a league like this with the Superflex. And, you know, we all learned how very quickly how important it is to have two quarterbacks. Right. Mm-hmm. But so, would you choose the first spot then to guarantee Mahomes, or would you maybe take a little gamble and choose like three or four, and then hope that he maybe falls to you? Ooh, see, I don't, I don't know. Like gambling is a bit tough, but I feel like if I were to take Patrick Mahomes first overall next year, I'm just at my other skill positions. I'm going to be lacking. I don't know. I think you'll be okay. It's I mean, a long way. I think you'll be okay. It's a long way. But like. Not many of the first round running backs are even good right now. Exactly. Like, Other the than ones Dalvin that were drafted, Cook. there was like Kamara, Cook, not good anymore. Henry, Henry Chubb. maybe Jacobs. Chubb. Chubb is Chubb first or second round? First, I think first. Okay, yeah, yeah Chubb. Mm. But I mean, it was the time. I mean, and so. that's it, right? That's, yeah, that's and, it. You know, during my time in the Jinju Bowl, I've been very fortunate with my running backs. Like last year, I had Derrick Henry. This year, I've had Dalvin Cook, and it's like I've always gotten production out of that position there right so it's like okay maybe we continue that trend but i think with the super flex having patrick mahomes is just too yeah it's, it's a massive advantage it is he's, a he's on for 25 points a week exactly at least like his projection is 25 points a week mm-hmm. but so. you can get that value outside of the first round from a quarterback not, not, not every week not that consistently not every week. Aaron, aaron Rodgers, fourth round yeah, but not that I consistent. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is a, a year older next year. Well, everyone was saying that this year. He's a year older. Is he going to be me. as good? I said he was going to go off. Yeah. And he's well, looking so like he I. might win MVP. For That's it. Does, does Rodgers... So if Jake Rogers, and Dale, you're going to owe me some cash. <laughs> if Rodgers continues this, will he get? Will he be gone by the fourth round next year? Oh, for sure. Rodgers is Absolutely. not going in the fourth round next year. Yeah. 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 He's, he's second so, round. So, so why, why did he go in the fourth round this year? Because people are dumb and he didn't play... Quite so well last year. It's the same reason why, yeah, like, again, quarterbacks you're always skeptical with because it's the same reason why Kyler Murray went in the third round to me. Because yeah. Yeah. it's like, yeah, it's very unsure and year to year so much changes at the position. But to have someone like Patrick Mahomes or just year in and year out, I am going to rip defenses in yeah, half. Yeah, no matter what. 
Like, so you don't foresee any regression happening to Mahomes? No, not mm-hmm. for like five more years. Yeah. Not, no, he's... not not whilst he has Tyreek Hill. And I honestly think Tyreek Hill is so important. Or Kelsey. Kelsey's probably more important than Hill. Kelsey is great. Honest. I love Kelsey too, but the, the Tyreek Hill factor just means that defenses are constantly paranoid. Yeah. And that means they're always playing back, and there's always going to be a hole somewhere on the field. Mahomes just has to scramble, and then Kelsey does the scramble drill he's, that he's so good at, and that makes up for so many first yeah, I think Kelsey is like, once Kelsey leaves the Chiefs, they might be in trouble for a season unless they replace him. He's signed he's, for five more years. He's there you go. He is 31, 32. Yeah, but He'll retire. Yeah, 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 he's, he's not going to go anywhere else. He's not going anywhere else. But I do think he is the real... He's a linchpin. He's the centerpiece. Yeah. He's he, the he makes the whole thing go. I agree with you. Like, look at his yards. I mean, he's I think he's second good, in yards in the NFL. Great yep. blocker. Yeah. Great blocker. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Great blocker. That's huge for a tight end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. So, as a Chiefs fan, like, like this kind of interjecting with that. Yeah, yeah. Mahomes, he only looks better each year. He's playing. What's weird is he's still basically top of the lead in passing yards, but he's playing so kind of it seems it's so basic now it's just like oh okay yeah, yeah. The yards, no problem yeah it's very efficient and, and laid back even there's just no pressure on the guy because he, no. he does it so easily yeah yeah um, it, even Rodgers doesn't have that to factor to him it, it Rodgers is a great player for sure but for Mahomes it just looks easier than anyone else yeah I would yeah. if I went if I was picking for the consolation and I had a choice I would just go one go Mahomes have no no gamble no regrets mm-hmm. no nothing and just you're gonna be. That's it. Exactly. Yeah. Then you just gotta make other good picks in the other yeah. rounds. Yeah. You don't yeah. need a quarterback for a while. I like can't. in the draft. I couldn't take a quarterback first overall. I mean, if I you if couldn't. you took one of the top two running backs, you'd be. You'd be. But that's in, that's injury depend. Like that, the same could happen to Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That like discounting injuries. Yeah. The one thing I would maybe say to that is that RBs are a lot more injury risk yeah. than QBs are in general. That's true. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Of course, of and course. Which RB would you even take one next year? That's, that's would be after. Yeah. Who, who would you take? That's it. That's but, something that's very interjected with peanut gallery, gallery in this. But talking about this a little earlier today, who's the number one pick next year? Yeah, no, no one knows. No one knows. It, 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 well, I mean, like in standard leagues. In standard leagues. Pretend it's a standard league. Who are you going? I'd still go Buckley. Yeah, yeah, I mean that's if, if this that's we're right now like CMC. He now might kinda... not be up to full speed by game one. Barkley. Yeah, he might. It might take him a couple weeks into the season till he's back at full. Yeah, speed. get his get his wheels on. That usually own. happens like with an ACL. Mm-hmm. They might have a preseason next year though. Yeah, I mean, well, he might was, not play. In it, that. Was, it was week one, week two, it was week two. So it, no, he'll be playing. Yeah. yeah, but he might not be up to full, like full, like knowing right the, ahead of the full like, load. From what I've seen and heard, Saquon Barkley is the kind of guy that will take a recovery like oh, no. Adrian Peterson. Nobody's did. saying he won't. It's so just I, that it takes. It's, I, I, I don't think like it, that's just pure like hearsay to say like oh it might take him a while well, to we, catch we up. We can look speed. at other players like, like Allen Robinson. Everyone was ACL, came back the next year. Very slow start with the Bears. Really mm-hmm. slow. Took a bit of time. That whole season, he had maybe 900 yards receiving. And then last year, goes off, has a great season. This yeah. year, go, it takes some time. It's not like, okay, one year you're good to go. Robinson did change teams, though. And for a receiver w- yeah. working with a quarterback, I think that is a factor. I think he, w- he still wasn't the same explosive yeah, that he, he wasn't is now, the same that he is mm-hmm. right now. But I think the fact that he was a receiver on a new team maybe exaggerated that recovery process in terms of going back to his full ability. 
Possibly. Possibly. Uh, but that team was good that year when he was like that was when Trubisky actually had a good right. year and Nagy knew what he was doing. Yeah. Um yeah, I, I just wouldn't put I definitely wouldn't pick Barkley first. Yeah, and staying on the topic of Barkley, like you look at how he was kind of integrated in that Giants offense. It's like, okay, you are our running back who plays three downs of football and the entire offense flows through you. So comparing like Allen Robinson to him, it's like, okay, like if Saquon can come back and be like above average, then it's like that's good. But can he come back and be Saquon. elite? Well, can he be Saquon? Not exactly? right away. Uh, not yeah. right away. Well, uh, just with the injury recovery aside, mm-hmm. I think if Saquon comes back and the, if if the Giants trade for a top wide receiver, We're not gonna have to trade. We're gonna get Robinson or get or sign. Yeah, in, sure. in free agency. If Galladay decides, I think Galladay like, just didn't this, want to play for Detroit. So. This yeah. Giants defense at the moment is much better than Barkley has played under in the past two years. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so Barkley won't have everything on his shoulders. Yeah, he had Eli in the first year. He had Daniel Jones, who had a relatively good rookie season, yeah. but up and down. I think if Barkley can come in fit to next season with the Giants having a good wide receiver, like wide receiver one, and a top defense. Like making that like a more rounded team, Barkley is like. But don't you to go want off. a player that carries the whole load, like number one overall? But like, don't you want a CMC or Mahomes or early this season Kamara or mm-hmm. Dalvin Cook? Mm-hmm. Dalvin Cook, like he touched the ball like thirty times. But, yeah. but but Dalvin Cook's been relatively slow since those big two games. I mean, if you just if you're going one overall, number one overall, I think you do need a. A player that is carrying the whole load. Yeah, you want to get a guy that gets twenty touches a game. The one that I would say that's been the most consistent would be Henry. I'd say. Yeah, Henry is. is, I mean, if you want a safe pick, that's Derrick Henry. Yeah, Yeah, Derrick Henry is the safe pick. Like he hasn't had any injuries. We still haven't heard Bagoa's answer yet. Where would you draft? Who would I draft? We we, we got off topic. We did. We got very Mm -hmm. very distracted. And you know, first overall. You know, right, if I had to choose right now, guns to my head, I would be in the same boat as John and would say Mahomes. Although Dalvin Cook and Derrick Henry are kind of the honorable mentions at the number one spot because, you know, Dalvin Cook has been so good for my team this year. But, you know, if I had to choose right now, I'm I'm with you. I'm Patrick Mahomes is just transcendence. He's in a league of his own when it comes We're to the other We're stuck on like here. which running back is going to be the most reliable. We forget like quarterbacks are actually the most reliable. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, and they do put up more points than running backs almost every I week. just think there's someone you could get in the next round that will get you nearly as much as Mahomes. I don't think next year in our league there will be. I'm going to make a kind of a prediction that quarterbacks will go much earlier next year. Yes. Yeah, after, oh yeah. Sure. yeah, of course. So Especially I, considering the trades we've seen for quarterbacks and like the mad scramble for Andy Dalton yeah. that we saw. Yeah. After yeah. that, like that was like that was the But okay, you you take Mahomes first. And I don't know why we're talking about drafts because obviously we've still got like playoffs and everything to talk yeah. about. But you take Mahomes first. End of the second round, start of the third round when it's your turn again. You just so go. You, you go team. running back, wide receiver. You yeah, take you, the best. Skill, you cover your skill position. Yeah. Okay, because okay. For me, like what running back still going to be there? Well, if more, I if there's more quarterbacks coming off the board early, you're but there's not going to be that many. Yeah, there's going to be way more. So, like, let's say for yeah. example, if 
Josh like, Allen is not going in the first or second round. Coming no. from the guy that said before last year's draft, about six of the first round were going to be quarterbacks. I did. I mean, <laughs> and it was I was big, right. I, it's going to be this. It, it no, just no, but last year it was a big run on running backs. And yeah, it's going to happen again. I don't think so. It's going to so happen like, again. So, like, just, just throwing so. hypotheticals out there, yeah. like, you know, at the end of that kind of serpentine where you're picking last in the second and first, you know, someone like... I don't know. I'm just kind of throwing names at a wall here. Like Antonio Gibson might be available yeah, then. Definitely. Yes. You James think like Robinson. I think James Robinson. Like that's realistic. And then start of the third round. Like when we grab a wide think receiver. of wide receivers. Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley will, get, Calvin Ridley will be there. Thielen. Thielen. I think that's just it's Jefferson? too late. Maybe, it's yeah. it's too late for Diggs. I think. But someone in that... Ah, no, no, Diggs will no, be no, there. Yeah, Diggs will be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be there yeah. So, like, if my top three... so I, like Even DeAndre Hopkins could be there. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't see him changing draft position that much from this year to last year. Like, Hopkins, Julio, something like that will be there. Yeah. Exactly, and, and Julio and is going to be Julio every year. So, like, let's say hypothetically, if I had Mahomes, Gibson, Diggs... Looking as okay. my top yeah. three, You're looking, that's very good. You're looking good. That's very good. And, you know, a lot's going to change between now and September. But, you know, just pl- having that play out. And then just I would try be... and find some value later on in the draw. Exactly. Yeah. Have some yeah. value and then, you know, round 14, 15, take some flyers. Like, I'd be very happy with that. Yeah, draft. I don't see Murray or Allen or Rodgers going in the third and fourth round again next year. No, no, of course not. Like, of course so, not. like, that's going to bump but it's everything gonna... down. But, I mean, it's like... Last year, last draft, Tannehill and Bridgewater, yeah. they'll get you a good 18 to 22 points each week. Yeah, but Mahomes will get you 25. Uh, no, yeah. I know, I know. I'm not saying, that, but yeah, but you're not going to pick them first. No, uh, and, I'm, and, I'm just and saying. They'll pitch five point weeks sometimes. Yeah, that's, yeah, the, that's thing. the Yeah, of course. Of course, like, of course. Yes, yeah, like someone like, like Stafford or Tannehill, as someone who owns both of them, like, yeah, they'll be bad. You could have bad weeks, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Let's, yeah, let's move on. Let's just move on. And we're talking about the kind of bottom half of the league or, or the bottom half of the playoffs here. Yeah. And Bagoa, sadly, we just said, you know, you didn't make the playoffs. John, you actually managed to sneak into the playoffs. Squeaked in. And the reason I don't was. Know if it's a squeak. I mean, it was a clean win, a beat. Cool guy shorts, little bro. And and this was basically Whoever for the last playoffs. Yeah. Play. It was actually a tight, tight thing. Um, yeah, I had the lowest points, but I mean, it wasn't that. F- crazy far behind. There was not a big huge difference um, between you and uh, and Brian. And Middles. I still had to beat Brian and get help. Luckily, Niku won. If Niku didn't win, I wouldn't have made it. Mm-hmm. If Bagoa won, I, he would have made it. Not, the tiebreaker against both But to be there. fair, probably cool guy shorts Brian probably deserved it the most. He did score the most points of us three. Well, Aaron Jones had that huge touchdown last week. Yeah. That really helped him. And yeah. that was that when I thought, oh shit, yeah. John's not yeah. going to make it. Well, when We're going to have to replace John on the show. Well, when I, <laughs> We're missing the, the playoffs. But then you forgot that, you know, I have a, a guy named uh, Derek Carr, who one week will give you minus five points, and the next week give you 35 points. And I'm fine with it, honestly. Um, as long as it's not going deep with Doc and Andrew, I'm happy. Okay, good. Uh, and the Miami defense did me proud, too. Yeah. With a um, massive game. And that's why I was saying before, we all kind of know that the Rams defense scored 30-something points today. Right. Uh, Dale doesn't have a shot. He doesn't have a shot. He doesn't have a chance. That's no. a bold take right there. If your defense scores over 20-odd points... It's hard to come back. It's, yeah. 
incredibly difficult to beat that team. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing about Purr and Brian last week is he, he started a guy called Carrion Johnson. And oh, we, and we mentioned him already. But my no. draft regret, Mr. Johnson. He's stinging everybody. I mean, I don't know what he was thinking, honestly. Yeah, it's a pretty... That, well, who is on his bench? Who's, his, who's on his bench? Who are the running backs there? Uh, Adrian Peterson. Peterson is all AP. The guy who got the touchdown. He would have had two touchdowns. And 57 and yards. And he would have beat You got two touchdowns. Yeah, you got two touchdowns. Wow. But even Lev Bell's a better pick there. Yeah. You know? But um, Peterson would have beat me. A Brown, the, 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 um, the, the, the Ravens wide receiver, had a, a better game. You know, he had multiple opportunities to beat you, John. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I didn't really. My bench is completely empty, so I gave everything I had. Yeah, <laughs> you had people um, on IR, and right? like you know, I have, but none of them were playing. I I went the Frisco boys, the Golden Frisco boys, and they <laughs> they came big at the end of the day, with uh what twenty nine points. Right. So so just to sum up, then in, in first place we had uh, Andrew Shuttler, unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> well, okay, okay. What's the record of what? Ten and three. What was it? Ten and three. Yeah. Why? Why? Unfortunately. Well, you know, I just can't have just someone unfortunate like you uh, from England coming over here and, and, and coming first place in the Ginger Bowl. Uh, finalist over the past two years. Yeah, it just mm. it makes me feel weird and, and gross. Po- possibly, if I beat, if I win the semi-final, finalist three years in a row. That would be super weird, huh? Why would that be weird? I mean, it just it just sounds weird having an Englishman be so successful. Obviously, I know my stuff. Well, stop the count. Yeah, and, indeed. And, stop and, the count. And there was, I think it was sound guy Keith, if I remember correctly, on draft day saying, oh, after draft, Andrew's won. Well, Andrew's won. To be fair, that guy knows his shit. And, like, I would love to have sound guy Keith on the podcast. Yeah, me. yeah, definitely. We should, we should. Um, now, second place, obviously, is yours truly, ladies and gentlemen. You all know that the doc was either going to be one or two this year. Everyone knew it from the draft day. Um, you know, y'all were just uh, waiting for it to happen. Thankfully, I came uh, second. And then in third place, uh, we have uh, the peanut gallery member no, himself. Was Nico. Was Nico. Nico oh, third place. Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. Nico. Nico's third place and second in points, I believe. Yeah. Or third in points. I Third in points. I think Doc's second in points. Yeah, third in points. Uh, Niku had a pretty good year, but his team is crumbling yep. right now. Well, we all said it weeks ago with that trip to the goal. He, he made his team very thin. Well, powerful. I hope, I hope they're thin enough for me to crash through this week. But fragile. Yeah. Fragile. Um, okay, and, and, and then in fifth place. Fourth. Fourth place is. Oh, fourth place is Ian. Is the peanut yeah. gallery this yeah. episode? No, you must be kind of disappointed with that. I am. It's 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 disappointing when you score the most points but don't make it through a bye. I had a very Bill Belichick in uh, last week of the season, and then it was just like, eh, <laughs> which he has done uh, many through his career. So you know, studying the best, right? Mm-hmm. Right. But, but you're in the playoffs. You've got a great team. You're on to. You've got the the essential bye. My whole team is healthy, which is incredible. You're like, on for a hundred. Like my team was like, I yeah. wasn't. This is the first time I'm in full strength since like week three. Right. And think, yeah, uh, so you're not in a bad spot. No. A projection of 156 is absurd. So <laughs> well, well, the defense just, killed it. The yeah, defense they did, I was projected at 140 before. So I think you can just game plan for Andrew at this point because yeah. this is over. I'm not like, going to overlook this, you know what? The thing to, is, if Dan da- wins, though, it, he will listen to this and he will never Okay, can we the just go quickly into a little two-minute section? Has beaten of, me. Andrew did hand me two of my losses, by the way. Yeah, I'm 2-0 and against Ian, the highest right. score in the league. Two-minute 
drill. Um, can I? Can we just go into a two-minute Dale bashing? Right, let's get it out of the way. Yeah. Okay, so can, we're up to Dale. Fifth place is Dale. He yeah, won, I just he want won, to look at his he lineup. He won a lot of games. Dale Lowe. Well, this is perfect because he was playing me last week, and my team was terrible last week, but I, I still beat him. Yeah. Um. So Dale was fifth place. He's in the playoffs. He had eight wins with. I mean, it's a team. <laughs> he has the lowest it's scoring points in the league, right? No, the lowest no, points scored, scored against. Lowest points against, that's yeah, right. Yeah, His yeah. scoring, I think, is 10th in point scoring, even though. Yeah, yeah it's Naeem Hines and Frank Gore. Yeah, as a, <laughs> as a running back. If you're trotting out Frank Gore, what the fuck are you doing? And he, and he messaged on Kakao, and he, he, he flexed. He flexed on me, John. Yeah, I heard. And, and, and I, just, I just couldn't take it. I just had to wait until, it, you know, he sucked. As yeah. he inevitably would do, and then I was just like, "Really, Frank Gore? Frank Gore? Frank Gore is, is almost eligible for retirement benefits." One carry for two yards, ladies and gentlemen. If you didn't notice, he, well, he, he did get injured on the second play. Of doesn't the game, matter, but still, yeah. Starting but if you're starting Frank, Frank Gore, Gore yeah. The, yeah, you're really scraping the bottom of the barrel yeah. there. Right? Uh, I mean, his, his only strength are, are his wide good. receivers. Yeah, Ooh. that's about it. His tight end. Oh my lord! And I mean, Kenyon Drake. Isn't a good running back. If you watch Kenyon Drake mm-hmm. play, you're not like, oh, this guy's good. But he does get all the goal line touchdowns for the Cardinals. Yeah, he's a big body. Yeah. Or, or, uh, or Murray. Murray. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Dale's team is not good. No. Like, I, I think we said in the group chat last week, he drafted all the RBs you can draft, and his RBs kind of suck. <laughs> and his wide receivers are actually the best yeah. part of his team. Yeah. With, with, uh, but he with, traded for both of those wide receivers, yeah. didn't he? Yeah, right. At risk of, of uh, jinxing my own team, um, Dale and I actually had pretty similar draft strategies, which was really make our backfields very safe and secure. I don't know what he was doing. Then he traded me Kareem Hunt, which would have made his backfield safe and secure. Right. If he had CEH and Kareem Hunt going on his team throughout the whole season, I think Dale, with his luck that he had, he probably would have won 10 games. Well, yeah. the reason was he was so absurd with his draft strategy and that he just kept going back and back and back to the bar for another shot of running back action, baby. And he got his two tight ends very, very early because he had Mark Andrews and Evan Ingram fairly early as well, and that was a bit of a head-scratcher. Although, he doesn't have Ingram anymore because, you know, Dale, if you're listening, you're very welcome for Stefan Diggs. You're very welcome. Yeah, no, that was a big trade for him. That was huge. That was huge. And you and know, do you regret that one? Absolutely. I of lose course, sleep yeah. because of it. Yeah. And at the time, at the time, because I had a premium at wide receiver, because I had, it was after my trade for Julio, I had Cooper Cup, Stefan Diggs, and then on my bench, I had Jarvis Landry, Edelman at the time, and I just picked up Darius Slayton. So it's like, on paper... That looks good. So I had a surplus. And Diggs was the one I said, okay, it was either Diggs or Cup that I give up for strengthening my tight end spot. Right. Because Fant was prone to get injured, which he did. So, unfortunately, I made the wrong decision there. Yeah. But it is what it is. You've always been a big fan of Cup. I have. I have. He did well for me last year. First half of last season, he was, like, wide receiver one. And he did really well. And I got him fairly late as well. So it's like, I don't regret that selection at all. I think if there's a lesson to be learned from that, it's that don't trade... With Dale. With Dale. Well, no, no. Don't trade a premium 
any position mm -hmm. for someone you think might be good at tight end. Mm -hmm. Because tight end, as we've known for the past however many seasons, you've got two or three guys that are elite. And then there's going to be guys during the season you can pick up and stream that will do a job for you. Well, and like, you know, exactly. That's exactly it. Because if I had kept, say, like Austin Hooper mm -hmm. or someone, I feel like yeah. I could have matched the production from Engram. And it's like, okay, I've learned my lesson. And we'll get into this later in the podcast, but I feel like trading for depth is never a good idea because you kind of trade yourself into a corner. And by trading yourself, I mean me, obviously, where it's like your team is too deep where you can't pick anyone up off of waivers because you can't justify dropping anyone. Yeah, right. And you end up with... Devin Singletary on your roster for half the season. <laughs> Ooh, I actually highly disagree with this statement. So. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, okay. from the peanut gallery, so yeah, you are yeah. entitled to your 30 seconds. From the top rope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's Ian. Like, like, because because that was the whole strategy I've taken this whole thing. It's like super conservative. Like, so I, like, it, and maybe it depends on how your draft goes, but if you have, if you, if you feel very confident about your draft, you should start working your depth day one. And the fact that I've gone through several waiver cycles and not needed to pick anybody up, especially with Fab, mm. is great. Because then what happens is when like a Chase Claypool or Robbie Anderson pops up, you're just like, 20 bucks. Yeah, fine. No problem. Because I don't need to save it. Or like when Herbert came up, I was like, well, yeah, he's my new QB3, who turned out to be like QB8 right now. Mm -hmm. and that that was a huge pickup for that us. That was, was huge. Yeah. That was huge. And, and that was kind of out of necessity. I didn't have a third QB. And, and kind of when I made that trade, it was literally the first guy who looks good, I want him. <laughs> sure. Mm -hmm. But that's, and so with, I think with, with Fab, I think that changes the thing with, with depth because if you're happy with your depth and you just hold on, don't worry about it, and then you go get the guy you want. That's kind of how I looked at it this whole time of like, Save your 25, 30, 40 bucks and go get him. Now, don't pay over 70 for Naeem Hines. Or Andy Dalton. <laughs> or 80 for Andy Dalton. Yeah. And this is also a public service announcement to Mike Ruiz Oof. for trading, you know, trading old Antonio Brown. If you didn't trade with Dale, he wouldn't be in there. Maybe you would be. Antonio Brown? Uh, AJ. AJ Brown. That's right. They uh, are cousins. They are literally cousins. cousins. They are. They are. Yeah. And All we're, right, we're just slandering everybody this yeah. podcast. This is a slander. Everyone's catching straight. But boys. it is, you know, if you don't trade, sometimes trading is a bad idea. I mean, tell it's me like about most it, John. Of, almost all of the time, a trade, Has one a person is, yeah, there's going to be a loser. Yeah, and that risk alone makes it not worth it. Yeah. I 100% agree, sir. The only, like, honestly, I do think Ian and I had a fairly equal that trade that has been equitable for the whole season. Right, that's but, fair. but most so trades have rare. a loser. It's so rare that mm -hmm. there's a that there is one person that does not lose a trade. Yes. All right, and on that bombshell, ladies and gentlemen, we have to make a commercial break. But when we come back, we will talk about something. Ba da 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 da. New Horizons. Hopeful hirings. Are you a disgraced NFL coach with literally no talent? Do you have no other bridges to burn? No other hope? No nothing? Come here to GNU. Work as an English teacher. Build your way up. This advertisement is specifically focused for you, Adam Gase. We have a slot available for you this coming semester. You just haven't 
panned out quite as a coach. Why don't you come and do something a bit more easier that takes literally three brain cells to accomplish? You might have four. Maybe you'll be a great teacher. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So that, that, that was an interesting insight into our, some people's lives uh, in Korea. We do actually have one more message today. Ooh. I said at the start of the show, this is a listener, a listener's episode. Two, two messages in one episode. Let's listen to the second uh, message today. John, who is this gentleman that, that's sending that? It's a, it's a good, hardworking Giants fan from New York uh, What's his name? named Michael. And uh, we'll get him on here. We we only got to listen to about half of this because the question is so easy to answer. Um, All right. Well, Sound Guy Keith will cut it off when you think. Sound Guy Keith, you can hit play. All right. What's up, boys? Hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving. Not too sure if you celebrate Thanksgiving over there in South Korea. Had to think about that for a minute before I said that. Uh, I got a question for... Not this year, next year, regarding a couple players that I have an option to keep for the next three years in the round that I drafted them in. So this is a tough one, and these are two players that I actually ended up drafting and did a good job this year in my keeper league. So I'm going to give you the two players in the round I get to keep them in for the next three years. So the first one is Justin Jefferson in the 11th round. Okay. And... That's it. That's it. It sounds like sounds like Keith has heard enough. So yeah. we've we've li- we have off air listened to the rest of the message, Michael, and uh, we'll we'll tell you this much. Th- what's the question? I mean, Justin right. Jefferson. Justin Jefferson's the the clear answer. Chase Claypool's is gonna is just some TikToker. I mean, I like Chase Claypool too, but Justin Jefferson in his rookie year has become one of the best wide receivers in the He's league. He's an NFL still. football player. And he might be on the TikTok machine, but he's not doing it full time. I mean, when you draft a player like that and he instantly comes in, being able to perform at that level, you know, this is a guy who'll be successful for many years to come. And he's doing it with Kirk Cousins as his quarterback. Let's just put that right there. Uh, We did, or I did mention this on the fancy group earlier uh, as a little tidbit tidbit a little bit of trivia yes but oh well now obviously the the answer's out there but Kirk Cousins is the only quarterback currently playing currently active in the past six seasons has 3,000 plus passing yards and 25 touchdowns plus Hmm. over the past six seasons that's consistency yeah I mean and like that's what people call it but I'll, I'll be the first to say that like we always think of Kirk Cousins as, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he consistently puts up numbers. Yeah, that, And that's why I took him in the seventh round, ladies and gentlemen. But if you do watch him play, you're like... He's not good. He's not great. The, the, also, the, the one thing I would say also is that the Vikings, you've got Cook at the moment. You've got Cook, Jefferson, and Thielen. Thielen's like the red zone wide receiver. Jefferson is going to get a lot between the 20s. He's going to get red zone looks as well. For the Steelers, you've got Claypool, you've got Deontay Johnson, you've got Juju, you've got Hamilton, you've got Ebron, who's taken a few targets. Big Ben, who knows where he's going to be in the next three years? He's not going to be well, there. Who knows the where his head even is? You know? Well, exactly, right. yeah. He's he's going to be munching on a turkey leg, praising Jesus Christ. He's going to try his best not to jerk off. Exactly. And I'll exactly. say this. We've taken a lot of money from the Big Ben Roethlisberger Bear Group, and I regret it. I regret it. A lot because I don't understand what they're doing over there. 
so sorry, what's your friend's name? Mike. Mike. So Mike, Mike I think it's a resounding Justin Jefferson. Jefferson. Justin Jefferson. Jefferson. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, so yeah. right now we're gonna look um towards our I'm not really sure. Well, I think what we are going to do is look at the well, the people that are in the playoffs. I apologize, mm. Bigoa, but you uh, can obviously no. you can I have your, you can have your input. We were going to look at a few players in our teams that might propel you through the playoffs. Uh, okay. So star players in the playoff runs for your team. So who is your star player? I, um, I already well, know who you're going to say. Yeah, the doc has gone uh, a wall. So I, I I'll start us off. Hot uh, back, baby. Don't worry. Hot uh, back, baby. Well, I'll, I'll continue. I'm going to go for Cam Akers. Um, Successful surgery for Joe Burrow. I drafted him, I think, in the eighth or ninth round, and he did nothing for, throughout the first first ten games of the of the season. He had a bit of an injury. Darrell Henderson, Michael Brown. Uh, is it Michael Brown? Malcolm. Malcolm, Malcolm Brown. Malcolm Brown. Malcolm Brown. Um, they seem to be dominating the Rams' backfield, and it looked to be really messy, a three-way horse, three-way committee. Um, but over the past three weeks, Cam Akers seems to have carved out like the dominant role. He's had 50 rushes in the past two games, and I can only see that continuing throughout the playoffs. And he's looked good. He's, okay. he's small. He's not like long speed fast, but he's got a good little like juke move. And he hits the hole with power. Like when he like creates contact, he'll get an extra two or three yards every time. Okay. And from a small back, I like that. Yeah, he's good. Uh, good player. And you know, staying on topic for Andrew's team, I think going forward into the playoffs, I think someone who could potentially win you a lot of games is going to be Tua. Like I think Tua, because his remaining schedule, like just pulling this up here, he has the Chiefs. The Patriots and the Raiders. Yeah, all of them like not great defenses. Obviously, that against the Chiefs. Yeah, uh, I'm in a bye. So You're in a bye. Yeah, 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 yeah. so not right now. So yeah. the two ma- playoff matches, the Patriots defense, as well as the Raiders. Yeah, and you know there's gonna be a lot of garbage time in those games. Yeah. I feel like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think just from this point out, he's the clear play over Cam Newton. And what I've seen recently, Tua has kind of built over the past two or three weeks. So you can't. It's not a big um, sample Plus size. Two or um, three or weeks. Hey. Oh, hey. Jesus! Um, Quality he's, content. He, he's started to throw to Gaziki a lot more. Jesus Christ! Mm-hmm. Gaziki started to do a lot better over the past two weeks. So a bit of a conundrum. This is, is making me Gaziki. Oh. Hey. Oh. The pun gun is just firing at rapid speed today. Um, um, and did you pick up Gesicki or, or was it Nico? I picked him up. You yeah. picked him up. All right. Well, yeah, that's a nice pickup. Yeah. yeah. Gesicki, uh, he, I like him sometimes. He doesn't really look like a football player on the field because he's very thin. Yeah. Like yeah, his, his body is very like long, but like it, when especially he, for he a doesn't tight look, end. Yeah, he doesn't it, look like a football. In player. last week's game, he had one of the best catches yeah, so, of, like, of all good. season. I think it was legit. The, yeah. the only thing with Gesicki is he usually, and I know that last week he did get a touchdown in the red zone. But normally they, they don't really target him that much in the mm. red zone. Well, he's had yeah. uh, over the past two weeks he's had two red zone touchdowns. So there you go. Yeah. yeah. And so shout out to Gaseki for our Korean speaking listeners. We're sorry for swearing so much. Yeah. Right. Hey. <laughs> oh. There you go. No one gets it. <laughs> but that's a good joke, though, ladies and gentlemen. Let me tell you, that's a good joke. Say it into Google Translate and see what comes up. Yeah. All right. Fair enough, John. You got anyone that might save you? 
in this playoff run, sir? Debo Samuel. Oh, I like it. That's a full-grown man, full stop. He will he'll get you 15 targets a game. He'll catch probably 10 of them. He's a he's a he's a like he's a football player. Yeah. Like that's all you need to know about him. He's not he'll do the dirty things, he'll block well, he'll catch those short screens and run and get you like that extra 3 yards or whatever. And I mean, he hasn't really played much this whole year. But when he has played, he's been really effective. He hasn't had a game, I think, under maybe eight points. Maybe. I could be wrong about that. He catches so many um, passes. He catches he has so many targets. Yeah. I mean, Ayuk also gets a lot of targets. I I mean, he is the guy, I think, that if he's going to do it, it's got to be now. Now the Kittle's out as well. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. It, it, it's, it's those two, really. It's those two getting ten targets each at least a game. I love it. Begoa? Who are you liking for your end of the season run, sir? Uh, for my end of the season run, I don't know. My team is kind of all over the place. Of course, I have my anchors. I have, you know, Dalvin Cook's going to put up good numbers and sure. whatnot. Julio's going to put up good numbers. But someone who I think is going to perform for me is Melvin Gordon. Because right. the Broncos quarterback situation is just kind of like up in the air. Like, they don't really have a quarterback. Like, Drew Locke is probably going to be the guy. He sucks, though. He, he sucks. sucks, man. He sucks. And I feel like people are starting to kind of see through Philip Lindsay as, like, okay, maybe he's not that good. He's like, just injury prone. He's just very yeah. injury prone. And Melvin Gordon, he has had the majority of the touches over the past couple weeks. And, you know, if anyone's going to overperform for me at this point, it's going to be him. Either him or I'm also looking at Jarvis Landry mm. because, you know, we were talking about this pre-podcast. The Browns have looked like just a much better team without Odell yes. on the field. And I just think the chemistry that Landry has with Baker is so much more, per se. And I'm just going to pull up my uh, fantasy app here to look at his previous, like, past two weeks. He's He put up, you know, single digits after his bye, four and three. But week 12, 24 points. Week 13, 16 points. Like, he is very hot right now. Yeah. And so, you know, I fully intend on starting him this or when I'm off my bye next week because he has just looked amazing. Not to sound like a broken record, but that whole offense functions completely different when Chubb is on the field. That's true. That's absolutely true. It opens up. The past game because they have to stack the box because Chubb is so like dominant mm-hmm. in between the tackles, um, and yeah, like the first quarter in the la- in the last week's game against the Titans, that I, that's not going to happen again no. because Baker Mayfield throwing for four touchdowns and two hundred yards in the first quarter, it's not going to happen again. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Landry as like a solid mm-hmm. ten targets, twelve targets, eight catches, eighty yards and a touchdown. That's like. Yeah, yeah, like I'm, happen. I'm feeling very confident about Jarvis Landry these days. You know, he's been on my bench for most of the season because he'll have like one really good game, and then the next game, you know, Baker will probably look more Odell's way. But again, now that Odell's kind of out of the way, and it's like, okay, Landry's our clear cut. This guy's catching the ball when we need he's somebody the to catch the ball. Yeah. Right. He's the possession <laughs> receiver, and again, with Chubb opening everything up. It's a very complete offense. I, I feel like all of your receivers are that role in different teams. Like you've got Cup, 
Landry, mm-hmm. Juju. Yep. They're Cup, all like Landry, they're, they're not like big play guys. They're all like the possession receivers on each team, which is a solid way to go at wide receiver. Exactly. And even like going down further in my depth chart, it's like, you know, Slayton is if they decided to, you know, target him more in New York, like one day they're gonna acknowledge him as like, hey, this guy's pretty decent. But for now it's like I have enough wide receivers where it's like they're consistent. They get big catches. They make big third down plays. And it's like, I'm happy to have those guys on my team. And I feel like I'll be able to win a lot of close games. In the consolation In the consolation. Bracket. Unfortunately, <laughs> I got to go up against the commission. Remember, a sneaky Jarvis Landry could lead you to Patrick Mahomes. Exactly. Yeah. That's what you have to think of right now. Like That's what you, you're fighting for. Because that's what I'm fighting like, for. If you're literally, if you're in the consolation bracket... You gotta be thinking about like, how am I gonna get Patrick Mahomes? This is like, the reverse the, tank. Yeah, it, it, how am I gonna get Patrick Mahomes? Mm-hmm. Is that's what every team is thinking about in the constellation bracket? Exactly. That's where my mind is right now. Of course, I have the buys. So again, very stress free week of watching football. But then after that, it's back to the back to business, man. Ba- we're back on the road to Patrick Mahomes, everyone. Let me be very, very clear. I love it, Bagola. Love it. Thank you, sir. Uh, peanut gallery. Mr. Ian Atkins, uh, who who are you digging for your playoff run, sir? I mean, if we're going to talk about who the playoff run really falls on, like people like Derrick Henry are pretty consistent. Even Calvin Ridley's very consistent. But I'd say the person who's really going to determine whether I win or lose is actually Justin Herbert. It's He has a fairly easy schedule coming through for mm-hmm. the rest of the playoffs. Uh, I give a little runner up to my my um, my defense because the Rams defense is an incredible schedule coming in through. They got the Jets next week, which after they've already put up a whole bunch of points in the Pats, but it's going to be Herbert, and it's going to be is there a rookie wall that he has hit the last two weeks? Because if he has hit that rookie wall, it's going to be a lot tougher for the rest of my team to get through. Yes. If, however, against the Falcons, much easier matchup than he's had in the last couple weeks. If he performs this week with him and. Austin Eckler, who is healthy, brings that kind of party back, then I feel very confident about how my team performs. So it's all about Justin Herbert. If we do meet in the semifinals, which, sorry, Dale, but it's looking quite likely, mm-hmm. um, it's all kind of centered around the Chargers because you have yes. Herbert, I have Keenan Allen, and you also have Eckler. Yep. So it depends like how the Chargers game goes. Like, it's her, obviously. Who are they playing next week? Who are the Chargers playing? Um, so the, the, Raiders. The, the Raiders. Raiders. Oh, that's yeah. a nice yeah. matchup. Yeah. Raiders. Yeah. 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 Um, but I mean, if Keenan Allen goes off, then obviously the one that's throwing it to him is going to be Herbert. Might not um, be a good matchup, though, if the Raiders play ball control. But right. the Raiders have horrible secondary. If they play they ball control like they did against the Chiefs. It kind of it dampens the. They stats. show up against True. the Chiefs, but they've been terrible against. Yeah, the Raiders else. are bad against everybody, but the Chiefs. It's like the one team. It's a true rivalry. The only team they hate. Yeah. The Chiefs. It's a weird team. Yeah. Eckler was weird. Like so, like his first week back, he had sixteen targets. That's mad. Yeah, for a running back. But he yeah. still had eight last week. So yeah. like the man's good for eight to ten targets, and so. But yeah, my my the hopes of me in the playoffs rely on the basic of the Chargers. Yeah, that's that's. It, Anthony Lynn controls my playoff <laughs> destiny, guys. <laughs> and I wouldn't be surprised if we see a bit of Tyrod Taylor. Oh, I'd like wow. that. Wow, big garbage time like Tyrod. I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if they like said, that. hey, we're losing by so much. You should probably pick him up just in case. Yeah. We're losing by so much. Let, let's not hurt. <laughs> I, I believe Tyrod Taylor will be the last person to take any sort of needle shot for the COVID vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> no, that way. So, I mean. He's not first in line. No, 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 no he's not. 
That's for sure. Uh, all right, let's finish this real quick. My, yeah. my players that I like for my playoff run. Um, my runner-up is Tom Brady. Just because of his matchups, he's got Atlanta mm. next week in the semifinals, uh, which I kind of like. The Falcons' defense has been a lot better recently. They have, but I, st- I still think Tom can... Derek Carr against any other team but the Chiefs. I still like Tom Brady against Atlanta Falcons. And then he's also got Detroit the next week. I think that's reasonable reasonable matchups for him. Yeah. But my, my real choice, and I know everyone knows that I love Dobbins, but I'm actually not going to pick Dobbins. I'm actually going to choose uh, my man, Miles Gaskin. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen. Remember, he was off the waiver wire in week one. I, 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 I dropped um, the other uh, Miami running back. Uh, Brita. Brita. Picked up Gaskin because I looked at the game and I thought, that guy's better. And um, Gaskin's been solid, but he has a great couple of weeks. He's got New England next week. You were just talking about Akers. We saw him go for 100 yards in one quarter today against the, uh, the Patriots defense. 170 yards all over, yeah. And then uh, the week after that, he's got the, uh, the Raiders after that. Um, so that, those are two great games for Gaskin on those last two weeks. I'm hoping Gaskin can maybe even get a touchdown, which he's kind of struggled with, to be fair. But he, he's a solid runner. Nothing special, but they use him a lot. Well, Jordan and, Howard obviously isn't there to poach a one-yard touchdown now. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, everyone knows I love Dobbins, but the problem with Dobbins is he doesn't get the usage. Gaskin gets the usage, baby. And in those two matchups, I think he could maybe get a touchdown. I'd be, I'd be laughing. So that, that's my pick for my, my player that could potentially win me a game of the you, playoffs. You've dominated the uh, Miami backfield the whole season. You've had Savon Ahmed, you've had Gaskin, you've had Breida. Yeah, and it's worked out pretty well. Yeah, second, yeah. second in points overall. Yeah. And honestly, they've been... Dude, the, the, the Miami team has exceeded expectations. Definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. And just on the subject of your team, I'm just looking at it right now. Sure. They're all horrible. They're all terrible players. They're all... I, I understand where the slander is coming from, but... Because he's worried. That's where it's coming we, from. Because we, he's worried. Can no. we talk about Mr. McLaurin yes. for a second here? Yes. Because, you know, the team formerly known as the Washington Racial Slurs, they, yes. you know, they they beat the Steelers. They handed them their first L of the season, playing with a lot of swagger. You know, you have the bye this week, but when, right. when you come back, the football team will be going up against the Seahawks and the Panthers. Yes. Not great defenses. Indeed. And for a team that's, I think they're still in the playoff hunt, playing with some new swagger, McLaurin could be good for you. That's yeah. just I just wanted to throw that but out there. But I will say, has McLaurin had a big game with Alex Smith at quarterback? Yeah, yes. yeah he has. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's had a few like 100-plus yard games. But usually it's when they're behind. Right, yeah. That, yeah. That's, what the, the, that's what it needs to happen for him to have a big game with Alex Smith. Alex Smith will take the check down all day. Yeah. Yes, and, and that, that is coming at a detriment to McLaurin, mm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, McLaurin, great player, one of the best wide receivers in the league, mm-hmm. I believe. But his quarterback play is conservative. It limits him a little bit. He's only had three touchdowns this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's a PPR machine. He usually gets seven receptions a game. And he's a guy, that tackle in the Dallas game, ladies and gentlemen, if you do not like that guy after that play, I don't know what's wrong with you. You he, don't like football if you don't like that play. Exactly. That was just hustle defined in a play right there. Mm-hmm. So I do think McLaurin... I think McLaurin's going to be sneaky for you. I'm certainly happy to have McLaurin. Mm-hmm. My only my only worry is the quarterback play, honestly. Mm-hmm. I mean, Alex Smith, he, he doesn't really throw the ball downfield a lot. And McLaurin, you know, could really benefit from that, I think. Mm-hmm. What, what do you think? You, you, you love McLaurin, uh, peanut gallery member, I Ian. I actually wanted it from you. And you, you also like Alex Smith. 
I what am do you a fan think, of Alex what, Smith. Yeah, what do you think about that relationship there? Do you think Alex Smith, uh, maybe it dampens McLaurin's value a little bit? Or what do you think? So Alex Smith is a player that if you play to his strengths, you can have a very good team. If you remember with the Chiefs when he was there with Andy Reid, who understood exactly what Alex Smith could do, he designed a whole offense around him, and it worked brilliantly. I and, feel then, didn't he throw it downfield quite a lot then? And I mean, not as downfield as you think, because it, you just thought that way because you're throwing like Terry Kill. He'd throw him underneath on drag routes, and mm. Tyreek Hill turn it up. Scary Terry has the exact same ability, and the more drag routes, crossing patterns, and slants that they run with Terry McLaurin, McLaurin the better they will get. And I think that's continued to develop. As you've seen what's happened with Alex Smith, Logan Thomas has started performing because Alex Smith does love the tight end. Yes. And, and McKissick. He loves McKissick, too. And Rivera's not a bad coach. He knows exactly what he's doing, and he Rivera knows exactly what he has that. with Alex Smith. And he, Alex Smith's vision, he knows what Army has. And he's very good at seeing those crossing rounds of like, he's like, oh, he's got a step. So Alex sees and he can see what's going on. And he knows the throws he can't make. And uh, it, if they keep adapting to him with Scary Terry, I think McLaurin could continue to perform. He'll just do more underneath. But the man has the ability to break a tackle or two and still take it to the house. Yeah, I'm not worried about McLaurin. I just think he could be doing better. Yeah, you're not going to get the bombs to him with. Alex Smith, because Alex Smith never threw bombs anyway. Yes. Mm-hmm. His whole career, he's never, ever been the man who does that. Drafted over Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Well, that was a mistake. That was clearly a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> well, that chip on his shoulder might have made Aaron Rodgers into the player Aaron that Rodgers he is. The player yeah. that he is. And I mean, then getting put on the bench Alex for Alex Smith years. is yeah. on the cusp. I don't. Uh, I like Alex Smith uh, as a player. potential of taking three different teams to the playoffs, and not many quarterbacks have done that. That's I like true. Alex Smith, but Aaron Rodgers is a far superior player. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh no, I don't think anybody argue that point. But Alex Smith is three different teams. Chiefs, 49ers, Niners, and if he gets oh the Niners, I forgot yeah. about the Niners. Yeah. Right. That was a while back. Yeah. But that uh, was. Uh, but then Kaepernick took over from him. Because right? Rodgers is yeah. from California. But Alex Smith, mm-hmm. credit yeah, to the man, yeah. he's gotten every ounce of talent out of his own personal body through his career, and that is why I think he'll make a good Every coach. ounce of talent from that one leg. From that one leg, yeah. yeah. Well, hey, and the other leg, he got cleated he got cl- last week. Gushing blood, oh, didn't care. Goodness, that was terrible. Alex Smith is a tough dude. Like he anybody is. who says anything, like the man is a tough guy. You know, and when he coaches the Jets in six years, they'll be great. Well, I thought we said he was going to teach the Chiefs. Well, in, no, no, in the no. Future. Wait, wait, wait. I thought you said he was going to Tyreek Hill's school for boys. Of course. In these COVID times, we need a gentleman that's been through a lot. Mm-hmm. And Alex Smith has been through a lot. Yes, sir. So he is going to be joining our staff at Tyreek Hill's Homeschool for Boys. Now, do we know what position Mr. Smith will be taking? And it will be Mr. Smith. Yes. No idea. Maybe nurse. I don't know about <laughs> nurse. I, 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 I think, you know, we already have a great head of discipline. Yep. We already have a great headmaster. We got a he- great headmaster. We don't know where he's going to be. I don't know. What, what about quarterback coach for the school team? Possibly. And then we can maybe move him up to the Chiefs after that. Yeah, but mm-hmm. he's got to show something, though. We're the feeder system. Yeah, he's got to show something. All right, fair enough. But Goa, mm-hmm. thank you once again, sir, for coming on. Uh, uh, any always last, a pleasure. This is probably the last time you'll be on for this season. Absolutely, yep, probably. A- any message to all your fans out there in Listerland? All my fans. You know, I'm sorry for disappointing you in getting the seventh seed this year. I talked a big game going into the year. I made a big... 
I swung for the fences with the Kyler Murray trade. You know, unfortunately, my draft didn't pan out as well as I thought it did this year. But, you know, I'm just happy to be here. Special shout out to my boy, Nico. You've eliminated me, eliminated me from playoff contention twice. <laughs> wow. Two really? years in a row, yes. A little while ago. Uh, I he, lost my first round matchup to him. La- I was the three seed, I believe, last year. I lost in the first round. And he kept me out of the playoffs this year. Oh, that's dark, Nico. So You're not even Mr. in the country. Nico, Mr. Nico. I don't know if you're going to listen to this, but you've done me dirty twice. But I'm still giving you a shout out with my farewell shot. So well, Very nice, Nico, Nico, you helped him get in. But it was the biggest mistake of your whole damn life. Ooh. Wow. Yeah, go ahead. I don't know if you did this while I was in the bathroom, but as the one player that is not in the playoffs, can I ask your opinion as who you think will be the eventual champion? Ooh, who will be the eventual champion? That I'm going to make man in this room. <laughs> I am going to create a very... Oh, boy. That's, that's a great tough. question. It's not, that's it's a not great hard. question. Just to finish off with. Just to finish off, and you know, I think I was actually thinking about this on the bus right over here. Yes. Who is going to win our championship? Who's going to take home the trophy? And now that you've had a look at those uh, the, the postseason matchups too. Mm-hmm. After looking at the matchups and seeing everything, I think that Mister Shuttler is going to walk away with the trophy this season. I wow. just think his team is that strong, that well-rounded. The schedules match up really well. What do you like? Well, in and particular, I'm just gonna hear that. I'm knocking on wood. What What do you like in particular about Andrew's team? Well, if I were to pick and choose between Andrew's team, because let me just pull up the roster here, because every time I look at his team, it's like this is just very, very good. And he puts up like towards the end of the season, just putting up outrageous point totals. Because you had what 150? Yeah, last year. Yeah, yeah. Or last, last week, week, last last week, week sorry, yeah, last yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. You beat me pretty handily as well. And just like going, there's no there's no weaknesses here because Cam Akers has kind of come into his own. That's a big factor. That's Gisecki a big factor, has yeah. kind of yeah, come yeah. into his own as well. So like just going down the entire, and even you put up 150 when Keenan Allen had a down week yeah. at seven points. Yeah. And Marvin Jones stepped in and has done well for me. Exactly. And even. Why? Why has he done that for you? Sir? Because someone, Mr. Galladay, <laughs> and that I honestly I don't want to you know put the limelight on me all of a sudden and because I would never do that as a doctor. But I think Galladay's injury has been a huge factor for me, and and it might be helping you at the end of the season too, sir. Yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah. Because Galladay's a great player. You know, Jones. Have I don't know why you wouldn't have picked up Jones then. Just to say this, by the way, both you guys' projected points are way under Ian and Niku's. <laughs> Way what up. for this week? For every week. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so oh. I, I'm gonna say that I think Ian's probably got the best shot. That might be on everyone's sleepers part, though, sir. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Sleepers about that. kind of like both uh, them were projected for about a buck fifty this week, and you guys were at like what one twenty. Yeah, but we're not setting the lineup, sir. And he had a huge night from. No, the no, 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 no. Before, before, <laughs> before. All right, well, but that bye, baby. You got to win during the regular season too. Going back to my pick here, like, the biggest question, and we've asked this, I think, a number of times on the podcast, like, Tua versus Cam. Mm. And it's like, anytime you're debating that, it's a good, you're in a good position. And the fact that you're doing all of this without Joe Mixon, 
is incredible. It's good. So, honestly, if, if you if this I already... is gonna end in tears next week, or you, whoever you face, because I'm either Ian or oh well, Dale's But if Ian gets through, it's gonna all. End so you're not tears. worried about Ian beating Andrew next week? No, I think Andrew's team. There's no weak. There's no weaknesses. There's no weakness because I think of all the teams, like if Andrew's team is projected to put up 130, they're gonna put up 130. They could project. They could put up more, but at the they're gonna meet their projections every single week because right. the team is just his players have just been that consistent. I mean, despite the fact that I've scored more points than him, and so has Ian. Yeah, I've scored the but most points. But I think a lot you of the, scored the most points exactly. came early in the season. Also, that's also Tyree yeah. Kill having a 50-point yeah, game. Kamara having a 35-point yeah. game. Kamara, yeah, you, you want those good players. Kamara hasn't no, no, been but, good, but, like, though. doing, like, crazy game scores. Kamara you want those good players. Good lately. Kamara, slow it up. Yeah, no Drew Brees. Oh, I know. Oh, I know, baby. It's fine to set up and ride good old Josh Allen to his, you know, 25 I mean, 30 he loves I'm looking at Ian's team, it's by far the most competitive. No, yeah. Uh, if if you were far. to ask me the same question, I would say Ian should win. But I'll say this. I'm going to win. Yeah. We should all say we should win. Sure. Fair enough. All right. Sure. Just, let, 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 let's just tie this around. Uh, Ian, any last words, sir? Uh, honestly, I the thing I'm most happy about, I would love to win, but... Did score the most points for the whole season. Oh, and oh, boo, feeling boo. good about consistency. Hey, and that's I, what it is. I, I scored the most the last two seasons. Didn't, doesn't, it's not the, I know, I know. It's not the championship. I know. Hear me my actual last words. Like, like on that. Like, I played a very conservative approach the whole time to this. Like, cover really? Players. I don't think you've said that before. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to keep up. Uh, I'm going to be co- so conservative that by the end of this, Dale's going to be voting for me. So it's oh! oh, man! And, and with that, ladies and gentlemen, we bring an end to this episode. John, oh, thank you for God. hosting. Andrew, and and thank you for coming over, sir. It's always, a shame. Always a pleasure. We're going to get shame to you're not going to win that chance. <laughs> Wilson! Wilson! Keep on going!